Do you recognize this? That moment when you have been announcing your, in my case, LinkedIn life, but it can be anything in your case. You have been announcing it with a lot of enthusiasm. You've created a big buzz around it. And as you're about to go live, everything stops working. Technical difficulties, we call them. This happened to me and Amanda. Amanda, life coach for high achieving expats, and myself were about to go live on LinkedIn to talk about being an expat, living in the Netherlands, navigating cultural differences, and how what you can do as an expat to feel, let's say, high on life while you're going through your expat challenges. But okay, all well, as a former expat and as a former crisis manager uh, for the H&M group, we have dealt with bigger challenges than that. And as Amanda says it, flexibility is our middle name. So we couldn't go live on LinkedIn, but we've decided to record a Zoom session instead. In today's episode, you're going to hear the audio of that recording. The good thing is that we received questions in advance for us to cover during the live, so we had enough to talk about. What you can expect from this episode is us talking about the Dutch directness, but also their positive intention behind it. How finding friends on the work floor is difficult in the Netherlands. How constantly having to rely on yourself as an expat can be really tiring. And of course, we will touch on Success Beyond Borders, the event that Amanda and I are hosting together on the 13th of September in Amsterdam. As always, let me know what you think of it. If you have any questions, whether if it's about the content itself or Success Beyond Borders, please know where to find me. Happy to be in touch. Hello, everyone. We are now actually on Zoom recording this for you because we experienced some technical hiccups in our live event. We wanted to stream everything live, but it didn't work out quite as well as we hoped. So now we're providing you with a recorded Zoom session so we can still answer your questions and talk about the cultural and personal dynamics of expat life. So welcome everyone and hi Coco. Good morning. It's uh, it's early bird morning for me today. And um, welcome from wherever or whenever you're looking at this. Very really cool uh, to have you. And where are you calling in from, Coco? I'm um, I'm from Lima. I'm I'm currently based in Lima in Peru, the capital of Peru. And uh, so it's uh, as we speak, seven fifteen. So uh, it has been an early start for me, but uh, I'm used to it. I'm glad to have you here and that we're doing uh, this sort of live together. Um, I'm calling in from The Hague in the Netherlands where I live. Um, This is not the capital, but it's the political capital of the Netherlands. Um, And you and I are both Dutch for the people that are uh, watching to this session. I think it's good to know. Uh, We are both Dutch, but uh, Coco is currently living abroad and I have lived abroad for over seven years. So we are both very familiar with the challenges of uh, being an expat. Absolutely. And I think um, as much, of course, that we didn't want this delay or these technical issues to happen. uh, For me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm quite used to living in Latin America. I'm quite used to 
you know, the flexible mindset because things tend never to work out as uh, as you expect them to, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so maybe um, I think most of the people who will watch this session already know us somewhat, but I thought maybe it's good to introduce ourselves a little bit more. So do you want to start, Coco? Yeah, I love it. Um, so my name is Coco. Uh, one of the most frequently asked questions in my life, is that your real name? Yes, it is written in my passport. Um, Dutch from origin, as you said, and uh, I have been living outside of the Netherlands with some small breaks here and there for now almost seven years, I would say. I've been an expat in Singapore, in Japan, uh, and from Japan, I moved to Chile, Latin America, uh, worked for Chile, Peru, Uruguay, and currently living in Peru. Uh, massive corporate background. Uh, always worked as a security manager for the H&M Group. And uh, since the end of 2021, I support organizations to overcome cultural differences in the international workplace. Hence the fact that you and I very often work together. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm super excited to be talking to you about that today. We spoke about this topic many times professionally, but also personally. And I think there's so much to explore when it comes to cultural differences and cultural perceptions. So uh, I'm really curious for today. Um, maybe a little bit more about me. My name is Amanda Molenaar. As I said, I'm Dutch and currently back in The Hague. Um, I worked as a diplomat for the Dutch government for nearly seven years. And uh, for that, I also lived in Brazil for three years, working at the embassy in Brasilia. I don't have a massive corporate background. It's mostly government. But I also worked in London before in several companies. Um, and now I work as a life coach for expats. And I help them to feel as steady um, in their personal life as they feel in their career. So I help high achieving expats who've got their career in order, but their personal life just feels a little bit wobbly. So that's where I come in. Yeah, cool. And would you like to share a bit more of uh, why you and I work together and how you see that our services and our businesses are very complementary? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we started working together because I was uh, launching my first online course, Expat Life School, and I wanted to offer my participants a little bit something beyond the personal stuff that I was talking about. Uh, because as much as I sometimes want to think like cultural differences don't really matter, they actually do. And this is when I asked you to host a masterclass for the Expat Life School students. And when I listened to your masterclass, I was like, oh, my God, finally, things started to make sense for me also personally, because I remember you pulled up a map um, or a graphic with um, the culture maps of Brazil and the Netherlands. And so there were like eight different, I think there were eight different criteria for each of those countries and Brazil and the Netherlands couldn't be further away on those lines. And all of a sudden it just made sense, you know, like, oh, this is why I saw so much conflict going on between the Dutch and the Brazilians uh, in the work on the work floor. So this was also personally already like a, a good realization for me. But that's when I also realized, um, you know, the cultural differences do matter. And sometimes as an expat, it's very difficult to see what is cultural and what is personal. So I remember I was being triggered in Brazil by a few things that were essentially cultural differences, but they triggered emotions within me. And that's the personal part. 
because what triggers you is something else. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't maybe trigger me, for example, and it maybe it also triggers different emotions. So as an expat, like we can talk about the cultural differences and the personal stuff, but as an expat, it's sometimes difficult to dissect it to it. They can come as one big blur um, in front of you. And this is when I realized we need to work together because I think when we combine our expertise, we can really offer a golden solution to the expats that are somewhat struggling in their host country. Uh, thanks for this uh, fabulous summary and fabulous introduction. And obviously, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I can, well, I relate to basically what you're saying, your time in Brazil, but both, sorry. So as an expat living in, you know, Latin America, but also in Japan or in Singapore before, you know, I, I didn't have the knowledge that I have today, right? So I, I have these two perspectives of, yeah, of how cultural differences do influence, for example, your effectiveness, effectiveness as work, but also how, you know, they trigger your individual and personal well-being, I would say. And um, I'm super happy to collaborate with you on, you know, helping these high achieving expats, especially in the Netherlands, because uh, this is the focus, of course, for today as well. Yes. Uh, you know, to help them decode and di dissect what is cultural, what is personal, uh, but we will dive into that. Yeah. Actually, why don't we dive into it straight away? <laughs> Vamos. About the Dutch, because we actually received a few questions about, um, in, in advance of the, of the live, um, uh, from people on LinkedIn. And one of them was about Dutch directness. And I had to laugh a little bit because even though I am Dutch and you're Dutch, I think you recognize what I'm going to say. I also sometimes struggle with the Dutch directness. So uh, I definitely have it myself, um, but it was much more present within me before I started living abroad. And being in London and Latin America has really more softened me around the edges. So I'm not so direct anymore as I would used to be. And now speaking to Dutch people sometimes, I'm even I am also taken aback by what they're saying. Like it's just too direct for me or too, like it's none of your business. Why are you telling me all these things? Um, so I can only uh, empathize with the foreigners who come from a culture where there isn't this this directness and that they have to deal with the Dutch either as their colleagues or as their friends. And so I was wondering if you can maybe say something about the Dutch directness with your expertise. How how do you look at it? Oh, I, I have a lot to say about the Dutch directness, but um, um let me start by saying that when we look at communication in general, uh, from my expertise, there's a difference between general communication. For example, you're hosting uh, a presentation for a board meeting, as an example, or providing feedback. And why do we separate these two elements? Because they really make a difference in how direct someone is perceived. Um, both the Dutch are both in general communication, very explicit. So most likely a Dutch person will tell you what he or she is going to tell you. Then he will tell you. Then he will recap what just told. And then there's space for questions. So explicit communication is very key to success in the eyes and the perception of a Dutch. Mm -hmm. 
deeply rooted in the culture. It's how kids learn at school, how you learn to communicate with your parents. So uh, very deeply rooted. Parallel to that, they're very comfortable with direct negative feedback. And the contrary of that is that when that feedback is not given direct to a Dutch, it's perceived as very confusing. And I, I have a very personal example of that because many people will say, you know, Americans are very direct. They're very direct in their communication. You know, they're a bit overwhelming for many as well. The truth is that Americans are very explicit in their communication, but they're relatively indirect or relatively uncomfortable with direct negative feedback. So I reported to an American boss when I was working in Japan. And as much as also I, I had a very comfortable communication style with her because we were both used to being very explicit in our communication. But when she needed to give me feedback, I was lost 10 out of 10 times, basically. And why is that example important? Because, you know, what we think is constructive feedback across the globe really differs. And Dutch people... Dutch culture as a nation believes that negative feedback should stand on its own, should not be, you know, wrapped in compliments, should not be confusing or whatsoever. And if you then come from a cultural background or you, your country of origin is, let's say the US or Asian uh, countries or Latin American countries where that level of comfort is much lower you have a belief that constructive feedback should be a bit more nuanced. And then when the Dutch directness comes into place, you know, it might trigger your own cultural perception and it might feel very invasive or very, well, I think there was someone even that says, you know, I've, I really feel offended once in a while. Yeah, you I know, was just they going to say, say it, yeah. you can take it personal, you know, when you are used to this more soft approach and then all of a sudden the Dutch directness comes in. You can take it almost as like a personal attack, perhaps. Absolutely. And I think, um, uh, you know, if you're a Dutch leading a team of experts, this is really something to take, you know, to take into consideration because feedback should be a tool for someone to develop. And once that is received or perceived as super personal and super, let's say, ineffective, then of course, you know, uh, it will not meet the goals. On the other hand, as an expat living in the Netherlands, I think it's really good to keep in mind that for a Dutch, this is not personal. Feedback is usually about your performance at work, is yeah. meant for you to develop and to prevent certain things from happening in the future. Um, but I think it's also really important to keep in mind, you know, that there's a difference between general communication, for example, that PowerPoint presentation and giving feedback you know there's a distinction between those two um let's say behaviors and the dutch are very consistent so both explicit and direct with feedback but that is not the same in every country in the world basically yeah yeah okay very yeah. interesting i like this um yeah there's so much to be said i think about the dutch directness but knowing this you know like that it's also your own perception um and that there's no bad intention behind it it's really meant as constructive feedback i think is really useful for experts 
Yeah, and I think going back to the example that you gave earlier, Amanda, you know, you I showed you uh, or in the Expat Life School Masterclass, we looked at the country mapping as a tool that I'm often using. And, you know, there we map out where countries fall on eight different type of behavioral skills. And, you know, Brazil and the Netherlands couldn't be further apart, but it's good to remind ourselves on a daily basis that there's no wrong or right. What mm-hmm. matters is the distance between those and how small, the smaller the distance is, the less you will get, you will feel affected yeah. by the Dutch directness. Um, as an example, uh, Israelis are very comfortable with direct negative feedback as well. So they might mm-hmm. feel, so if you're living in the Netherlands as an expat and you come from Belgium, you will perceive the Dutch much more direct than the Israelis will. Mm-hmm. And that is really important to keep into consideration because, um, yeah, you can learn as much as you want about one specific culture, but you will have your own perception and your own triggers. Yeah. But this we will obviously dive into in Success Beyond Borders as well, right? So um, yes, absolutely. super excited to help everyone. Yes. I apologize for the alarm on the background. Sorry about that. You can only hear the tiny bit, so no worries. Um, yeah, about our events, like we're going to train 30 expats in the Netherlands, uh, in Amsterdam on cultural differences and perception. That's one part. So I'm really curious also to hear how they are dealing with the Dutch directness, like how many of them are really affected by it. And maybe for some, it's just like, um, a small thing. And it's, you know, if they're Israeli, Israeli, for example, um, maybe they don't, uh, they aren't so affected by it. So I'm really curious to see in our group who's going who's having a hard time with it yeah and and uh you know what we will do is we will look at everyone's cultural background so their country of origin of where they grew up and how that impacts your effectiveness at work working as an expat in the netherlands but also what personal triggers you might experience you know um i i mean some of the questions sent in were also about you know that it's hard to find local connections, that it's hard to, you know, find some sort of, yeah, to, to find your social circles. I think that I, I, yeah. Yeah. If if I may add something or do you want to say something? No, please, please go ahead. Yeah. Because this is a topic that I've spoken to with many of my foreign friends here in The Hague and in Amsterdam. And they're always so surprised when I tell them that I also struggled with the Dutch and their, you know, closed, uh, social approach um, because what the Dutch have I think is that they make friends for life at high school university perhaps their first job but then they kind of close themselves off for other new friends I mean generally speaking there are exceptions obviously um, but when I came back as um, as a repat or in between all my trips abroad I had my very good friends here from university and high school and yeah mostly that Um, but I really struggled to meet new people, like-minded people, and to really make them my friends because, um, it doesn't really matter. I think if you're an expat, if you're foreign or if you're local, it's hard for anyone to make new friends after let's say 30 with the Dutch. Um, and my friends were always really surprised in hearing that. And it really also provided them with some relief, like, okay, it's not me, (laughs) even Amanda, who's Dutch experienced the same thing. So um, is there something from your uh, background also about this uh, appro- approach from the Dutch? I mean, it's not intentional, but 
they're known for not being so open? Well, I think if we look at, so going back to, to the culture map and most probably many will be many people watching this will uh will be let's say know know the book but um if we look at how trust is built um something that of course in the workplace is extremely crucial because i think we all agree regardless of cultural background that you know in order to do business with each other or especially with a stranger you need to trust each other well fast forward there's two ways to look at trust even though it will feel the same for me, it will feel the same for you, Amanda, and it will feel the same for the people watching this, but how it's built is different. And when we look at trust, we look at emotional trust from the heart. You're my best friend. I trust you. You know, we we grew up together. Uh, I really trust you. Or from the brain, cognitive trust. And there's, I mean, there's a lot to say about this, but for, for you know, uh, the lack of more time, I will keep it super short. Dutch people have a tendency to, especially in the workplace, to only use their cognitive trust. So cognitive trust is used at work, where emotional trust is used in, well, at home with friends, mm -hmm. with family and so on. So... For example, me as a Dutch expat moving to Latin America, when I was invited for the 50th birthday of the uh, general manager of the company and she invited the entire company, I thought, no, but I'm not going because this is the weirdest thing ever. You're not inviting your colleagues for your birthday, right? It's a super clear example that emotional trust, because your birthday is your personal space, it comes from the heart, is not used in the workplace. And mm -hmm. this differs a lot across the globe, where yeah. we see in uh, countries, for example, uh, more Mediterranean countries, but also Belgium, Italy, Spain, a bit closer to the Netherlands, uh, Latin America, uh, you see that you know, tr cognitive trust and emotional trust is more woven into each mm. other. And with all of that being said, was not so short after all, I apologize. <laughs> but with all of that being said, um, you might feel as an expat living in the Netherlands, you know, they don't let me in. They're not making an effort to get to know me. It doesn't really matter who I am. It only matters, you know, what I bring to the table. It only matters basically you know the results and the outcome of our conversation or our discussion yeah. to you i want to say if that's how you feel that's not how it is mm. they every human being regardless of cultural background is interested in the human relationship the only explicit difference or the important difference is that a Dutch person doesn't need to build that relationship in order to trust you at work, but yeah. they will appreciate to get to know you outside of work. So if you're trying to make an effort in the workplace to find connections with your colleagues, for them it's a bit like, no, okay, but let's wait until five o'clock and, you know, let's grab a beer. Yeah. So yeah. I recommend to keep that, you know, that separation mm -hmm. between cognitive and emotional trust separately and to really, yeah, to, to, yeah, to ride that wave really. Yeah. That's super, it's a super good advice so that you don't waste your precious energy. Like why aren't they inviting me to something nice or why aren't they willing to open up? So now, you know, <laughs> 
why that is so. It doesn't fully explain why the Dutch find it hard to make friends after, you know, their first job. But I guess that's just a given. I also have to say that I um, uh, actually did find a lot of new friends by uh, looking for them in the areas that I really uh, enjoyed. So I'm an entrepreneur now and I I, I was looking for like-minded people and I found that well, now I have like a big group of friends here in The Hague with uh, fellow uh, entrepreneurs. And my tip also for expats in the Netherlands who are looking to expand their social circle a little bit more with the Dutch is to also really find an activity that you yourself love engaging in and really be proactive in setting up an activity, a party, a meetup. I mean, there are so many options nowadays, that you, tools that you can use to create something. Um, and I, well, I won't guarantee you, but I am sure that Dutch will come your way because I've also been able to do it. So um, maybe that's some practical advice also for the ones that are still yeah, love struggling. It. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those, I mean, uh, you gave that advice earlier or I've, you and I talked about this earlier and I'm, I'm following, you know, I recently moved to Peru and it really helps me, uh, but I do know that, you know, I should also take the effort and, you know, it will require more energy on my end, yeah. basically. Yeah. And yes, if then, you know, I reach out to someone and then that person never replies, yeah, it's disappointing, but at least I know, you know, that it's not me, it's not them, it's most probably the different approach of you know building relationships or making friends so yeah I think that is also really important to keep in mind yeah I, I I totally agree and I also think it's really important to have this proactive attitude like you said like it's up to you to if you want something this is really how I you know how I look at life if you want something it's up to you to go get it so if you want to have more friends it sounds a bit annoying maybe but it's up to you to find them and you have to make the effort, but really show up as a leader, someone who organizes activities or who brings together like-minded people in a group and people will come uh, in your orbit. They will come to your activities and you will eventually create this community. It may take a little bit longer in some countries or some cities, but eventually you'll get there uh, as long as you're proactive. I, I, I really agree. However, and you you said something super valuable at the beginning of uh, of this, well, life or of this recording, really. Um, so, you know, when all of your, let's say, frustrations or all of your pains, all of the things that you're, let's say, suffering with are still a blur and you don't know what is cultural and how to navigate the Dutch and how to be and effective at work and make new friends. And, and you don't know, you know, what is causing what type of pain or frustration this is of course extremely complicated right and it triggers probably a lot on personal level um and i'm i'm looking Absolutely. at you in terms yeah. of you know everything about triggers yes. and and uh, can you can you just touch a bit on that because or, i find yeah. it so extremely interesting I also have to apologize because I live in front of a school and there were just like a lot a lot of kids screaming and, and crying. So I just muted myself. So if you hear anything, sorry. Um, but no, like you said, it's, you know, you find yourself in one big blur of cultural differences, personal challenges. And especially if you're a new expat, like everything is new and you have to deal with so much change at once. 
and you have to build up a whole new life, new social circle, and you have to perform at work and you have to find, you know, find your way around and feel at home. And for some people, all that stuff, this overwhelm can really paralyze them. They can just like go inward, isolate themselves a little bit and be like, okay, you know, I'll just deal with one thing at a time or with the minimum that I have to do, which is just my job. Um, but then maybe six months later, actually find themselves super lonely because they never invested in their relationship relationship. So I totally understand it. Like it's, it's tough because also this is not for everyone, but I think for the high achieving experts that we're also creating success beyond borders for, they are self-reliant. They are super self-reliant. They don't need anyone holding their hands. They've got their things together, their career in order. They will sort things out. But it also means that everything you do comes down to you. And that can be quite a challenge. Like I said, in this overwhelm, um, it can paralyze you. But you can also feel very tired, very lonely in this whole process because you always have to rely on yourself. Um, and this is all for the, the buildup of this whole new life. But what if something else is going on? Maybe a family member gets ill or uh, you're nearing a burnout or there's some big personal thing going on in your life. Then that's an extra burden to take on. And this is something that I really see with uh, the expats that I coach. And also I've seen it in my own life. Um, and this is tough. It's, you know, it requires another way of being, of being able to rely more on others, to reach out for help, to also maybe understand your triggers, your patterns, what is going on in your life, to really have, I don't know, more calmness in your life and to feel like, okay, I've, I've totally got this, you know, um, it may be a challenge, but I will totally figure it out. So uh, this is something that we're also going to be talking about at Success Beyond Borders, this self-reliance and how you can still rely on yourself, but more in a sustainable way. Yeah, more than talking, I think we're going to practice, right? Yes. And and yes. you can expect a lot of exercises, a lot yes. of practice, uh, getting things done, really, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, extremely. Maybe that's a nice bridge also to our event and to talk about that for a little bit, because we also got a few questions around it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, no, I was just saying that we already sold tickets and people are coming and they're excited. And we have this survey that we, you know, ask a few questions to them to really personalize this event to their needs. And I was looking at the answers and I'm, I thought, oh, this is so interesting. And there's just so much that I want to share. And I bet it's the same for you, because I think there's so much to share about Dutch culture and cultural perception in general. No, absolutely. And uh, good that you mentioned the, you know, the survey that we, we ask everyone, every participant to fill in. And the reason why we do that is for me to really pull out your individual personal perception based on your country of origin. So um, you will see that everyone within the group will have a different perception you know everyone most probably will perceive the dutch as direct because otherwise yeah no everyone will perceive the dutch as direct however how direct or how invasive is really gonna differ depending on what your cultural background so it's gonna be super personal um relevant valuable and um yeah you can really at least from my share but i I don't want to sit on your chair, but I know from yours as well. But you can really expect to, yeah, to get 
what it takes to navigate the Dutch culture, to become more effective at work, uh, but also to navigate through, let's say, the Dutch canals while feeling high on life, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, if I remember your masterclass for Expert Life School, like this is also when you looked at uh, uh, cultures from the participants. And I think it was eye-opening for so many of them to see their culture mapped out with the other culture that they're working in or living in. Um, and I think this is going to be so valuable for everyone who's joining Success Beyond Borders because also in my work, but especially I think also with culture, like often you know things are, that are, are going on, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Like you can't really identify or say exactly what it is about. You just know something is frustrating you or it's just not right. And I think with this culture map, you can be like, oh, that's why I experience so much frustration or whatever else uh, in, in or with this culture. So I think that's yeah. super valuable. Yeah. And then in success beyond borders then obviously we're also going to focus okay now that we know now that we have dissect that from certain frustration now that we have decoded where it comes from what are then the strategies to you know to to deal with them basically so yeah. it's not only going to be the what but also the yes. how right and i i you got me thinking while talking that what i see uh, a lot and i think you can relate amanda is that you know a lot of companies employers are investing quite some you know time and energy and training in the adaptation process so you know once an expat is ready to move to the netherlands you maybe get cultural training you maybe get you know all the needs to know of the netherlands but you know what i see is that you know the real work comes after while you're there you know with your with your feet in the on the ground trying to deal with this Dutch working culture and as much as the quality of life is great and the work-life balance is fantastic you know it still looks like a jungle once in a while yeah. um, Dutch are very uncomfortable with silence everyone speaks at the same time you know these healthy discussions there's so much going on and I don't want to say I think that's where employers drop the ball because that would not be justifying the effort that they put in. But I think that's where the needs become bigger. And I feel that, no, I know that that's where success beyond borders is going to make a difference. Yeah, great. I think so too. I'm sure. Uh, and besides I'm looking forward. Yeah, me too. And besides the cultural part, we will also really dive into the more personal things and I will give you tools and insights to really help you understand yourself and your needs better so you can really feel that steadiness within as you navigate the Dutch culture so yeah and I can tell you that if I would have known about those exercises and all these tools seven years ago I would have been uh, my life yeah. would have probably looked different actually the I same no goes for me it. Yeah, the same to me, because I only started the coaching journey after I uh, returned home. So also for my in my case, I was like, oh, I wish I had known all this stuff earlier. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, absolutely. It's never too late to learn. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be sharing those tools and the information that I got to hear more about your expertise, your practical tips for working and with the Dutch and living in the Netherlands. I think even for me, it's going to be interesting um maybe some practical details around success beyond borders um it's going to take place on the 13th of september in amsterdam 
We have place for 30 expats. And we still have a few, just a few uh, early bird tickets left. And the early per bird discount expires anyway this coming Sunday, the 20th of August. Right now, a ticket costs 89 euros, including VAT. And the price will go up to, if I'm not mistaken, 129. <laughs> I should know this. Yeah. Um, so do I. And I'm yeah. <laughs> silent. Yeah, so the price will go up this Sunday, I mean, after midnight, so you have the whole Sunday to buy your tickets. Um, it's a very easy process. You can uh, just click on the link that we will put in the in the post around this um, session, the Zoom session, and it will lead you to the sales page and you just fill out your details and you will get confirmation with practical details right away. And it's going to be the afternoon of the 13th, so we're going to start at 1.30. And we will continue until five. It's a long afternoon, but lots of fun because we'll do practical things too. And then we'll end um, the event with networking drinks for an hour. So we're not just going to talk about the Dodge and uh, about your personal challenges and everything that we're going to be sharing with you. You can also put it right away into practice and expand your network um, with your fellow expats in the Netherlands. So you won't leave empty-handed. You will come back with a lot of insights, practical tools, and also uh, a whole new network of 30 people. So I'm really excited to be hosting this with you, Coco. Me too, me too. And uh, I think one thing good to mention, if um, if you're watching this and you're an employer managing expats or you know you have expats within your care as an organization and you would like to uh, give your expats the possibilities to come, then reach out because then I can yes. see that buying single tickets through yeah. the link is maybe not the way to go. Yeah, uh, Reach out and then uh, um, we have a better process for, uh, yes. for those. Yeah. Absolutely. I um I think that's I think it, right? it's time to wrap up, right? Because yeah. um this was very Dutch. We were very explicit. We yes. told everyone what we were gonna tell. We yeah. shared, we probably have a lot of things <laughs> missing. We recapped and there's a summary. Yeah. Everyone knows where to find the data. So um this was a Dutch way of doing it. Yes. And maybe also, you know, what if people have questions about our work or the event? Coco, how can they reach you? So obviously you will find all my data through Success Beyond Borders link that you will find uh, together with this post um, on LinkedIn under my own name, which is Coco Hoffs and uh, on my website, which is also CocoHoffs.com. <laughs> so um <laughs> Keeping it simple here, basically. Yeah, for me, I'm not so simple. So you can find me uh, at LinkedIn on uh, Amanda Molinar, uh, but I'll just post a link because it's easier. Uh, and my website is amandamaximecoaching.com. So if you have any questions, just send us a DM on LinkedIn or send us an email and we'll respond very quickly. Yeah, also, if you're doubting if Success Beyond Borders is for you and you just yes. want to cross-check because both of us, we don't believe in forcing or pushing things through if we don't believe that it's going to make a difference for you. No. So if you want to cross-check that, you know, reach out and then we will be happy to help, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. Coco, I'll see you soon again. Thank you. And to, the, to everyone who's watching, we hope to see you on the 13th of September. Looking forward. Bye-bye. <laughs>